This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. The Detroit is Different Podcast is about exposing artistry, business, ideas, and dynamic people, places, and things that make Detroit a mecca. Tune in weekly and subscribe to get the true stories from the people shaping the culture of an American classic city. Bismillah ar-Rahman rahim Welcome back to Care Michigan's podcast. I am your host and the executive director of Care Michigan, Daoud. And with me are my two capable colleagues, Care Michigan staff attorney, Amy Ducore, and also with Care Michigan, we have Aisha Noor. Uh, in this segment, we will be discussing the growing problem, uh, not just in Metro Detroit, but across the state of Michigan, of school bullying in the age of Trump. Uh, and I'm sure that many of you uh, are aware of, and while wow, two years have gone by really quickly, but we know that right after uh, President Trump was sworn to office that we had uh, schools in this area, Royal Oak, Canton, other districts where people, uh, students lined up and held hands, banged on um, lunch counters, banged on lockers, and uh, told people that uh, they couldn't walk through. They were chanting, build that wall at uh, immigrants, uh, Latino immigrants in schools, uh, as well as uh, 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 children of Arab immigrants, South Asian immigrants, uh, were uh, bullied in schools. And uh, since this time, we've seen uh, an increase of bullying um, all throughout uh, the state of Michigan. In fact, I believe statistically all throughout the United States of America, there's been an increase uh, bullying in schools. And uh, to talk about that, uh, who heads up our Safe Spaces Initiative in CARE Michigan's uh, office is uh, Aisha Noor. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, as Brother Dawood said, there has been a rise in anti-Muslim bigotry in the past couple of years. Um, and with that comes issues uh, in schools. Uh, the Michigan Department of Civil Rights actually came out with a study that showed over 50% of anti-Muslim acts of violence were actually happening in schools. That means from K through 12, through college campuses. So that means half of the incidents of violence are actually happening at our schools against uh, young children, um, college-aged kids. So it's definitely an issue area where a civil rights organization actually needs to focus on if half of, of the folks who are victims of um, these acts of violence are actually uh, children and, and young students. So we've been seeing, again, this rise in, in elementary, middle school, and high school. Um, there has been a study that uh, was done by our uh, partner uh, organization in California. Over 60% of Muslim students reported um, feeling, you know, acts of uh, just feeling otherized or um, having issues with their Muslim identity in school. And this is something that we're definitely seeing in Michigan schools as well. We get many reports and, and calls from parents across the state um, with, you know, their children having issues, whether it be from homework assignments to um, other students taunting them, a uh, general feeling of, you know, not being welcome in, in the school environment. You have to understand that there are many parts of the state that are very rural um, and there can, you know, potentially be just only one Muslim family in an entire uh, school. And so these children have had issues of not only being a different faith tradition, but 
generally being uh, students of color and having to deal with the intersectional um, issue of, you know, uh, anti-Muslim bigotry as well as uh, racism against them for having different ethnic backgrounds. Some of the work that we're able to do here at CARE Michigan is go into these schools and have trainings for educators, for students, for administrators to talk about what is actually happening happening in the schools, to talk a little bit about the history of this rise of anti-Muslim bigotry um, and just general uh, rise in racism. As uh, Brother Dawood said, this isn't only against Muslim students. We're seeing targets against um, Latinx students and other students of color. But, you know, our main focus is working with Muslim youth. So we do host these trainings at different schools. Typically, our entry point is when we get a complaint um, from a school, we try and reach out, work with the administrators and the teachers to try and figure out the best solution. And after that, we try to provide uh, a training to teach them a little bit about Islam, the history, um, what religious accommodations can look like, um, and what are the legal rights for these children. Um, and we cover a wide range of issues from uh, time off for Eid and, and religious holidays, all the way to halal food accommodations, so on and so forth. And so that's just some of the work that we're able to do. We also have uh, social media campaigns where we talk about bullying and we provide tips for ways that educators and um, school personnel can address these issues and also monitor uh, bullying as it looks specific to uh, Muslim students. We also work with textbooks. Um, we've had uh, some complaints, not only here in Michigan, but nationally around uh, discriminatory um, educational material and textbooks, as well as homework assignments. We recently had an issue uh, with one of the local schools. Uh, a young girl was given a homework assignment about uh, Muslims uh, supposedly uh killing Christians abroad, and it was in an English class, right? So it was like an AP English course, and the teacher assigned literally a fake news article because we researched the article. And uh, it, what district was that in again? It was in, uh, it was Troy. Yeah. It was, in, it was at Troy. And so it was literally, literally a fake news article. It wasn't a primary source. It wasn't a secondary source. Um, it had absolutely nothing to do with AP English, uh, it had nothing to do with literature. It was a political piece that was very anti-Muslim, um, just with all of the you know trigger points, um, could have been written by Fox News at this point. And so this is very traumatizing for a young student to be one of the only Muslim kids in the class and to have to essentially defend your religion and say, hey, not only is this not um, factual, it has nothing to do with English and you know, you're just spreading fear. And so, uh, you know, we reached out to the school and, and tried our very best to reconcile this. But this is happening every day. And so I think it's really important for parents to also have open and honest conversations with their children to know what they're being assigned, because bullying is not only from other kids. We see yes. this bullying coming from teachers with the sort of homework assignments that they give you. Um, we also had another recent incident um, in Canton area where a teacher in the commemoration of 9-11, you know, sat her kids down and, and they're in elementary school to tell them how after 9-11, she no longer felt safe around Middle Eastern and Muslim people because of what they did 
to um, to the country in 9-11. And so, you know, when you're in elementary school, third or fourth grade, and you're hearing this from your music teacher, it's extremely traumatizing as a Muslim kid because you're thinking, you know, I'm not anything like that. You know, as a kid, it's very hard to process and rationalize these things. Um, and teachers shouldn't be in a position to uh, alienate children like that and otherize them and, and instill in them, you know, essentially fake news. Um, and so I think that those are some of the cases that actually had a really good outcome. We, you know, talked to the superintendent, we talked to the uh, principal, we had really good communication with the parent, um, and, and, and the child is no longer in that class. Uh, the teacher was put on... Um, the teacher had disciplinary action against her. Now she has a mentor to be able to uh, not repeat that sort of behavior. Um, and on all the children were actually taken out of that class. So I think that that was a positive outcome. But we're trying our very best to have these trainings um, in a proactive way. So we're not going in in a reactive way because there was an incident, but because, you know, we're trying to prepare educators, superintendents, um, and all those involved in the school districts to avoid this sort of um, interaction and to be able to see signs of bullying and to weed out teachers who are flat-out racist um, and anti-Muslim in nature because they shouldn't be near children. And so that's a lot of the work that we do. Yeah, and I uh, and of course I knew about uh, Troy, but I was prompting you to say Troy in particular because uh, and it was important for... Uh, parents who are who are listening right now is that yes, we do have certain uh, cities in the metropolitan Detroit area that laud their diversity, and yes, as the cities' demographics are coming becoming more diverse, it doesn't necessarily mean that the curriculum and how it's taught or the teachers themselves are actually more diverse or welcoming diversity. Uh, this is a myth. And like we'll give you, I'll just mention Dearborn, for instance, right? Like Dearborn uh, School District is about 80 to 85 percent Arab Americans. And those Arab Americans are overwhelmingly Muslims. But the not only does the administrative staff and the teachers don't reflect the demographics of student population, but there are still issues that Muslim children have in Dearborn public schools as far as things that are said about uh, about the Middle East as well as Islam. So, you know, as this goes to, to, to show you that um, you need to have your awareness up. Uh, parents, as Aisha said, uh, talk to your children Find out what's being taught in these English classes, in social studies, in in government, and um, you know, it, inquire because many times a lot of our young people uh, feel that something is wrong, uh, and they may not proactively tell you that something's wrong, right? But uh, there are problems in these schools, and it's. Uh, part of our responsibility uh, as as parents to try to tease these things out and find out what's going on with our children so that we can find out if they're, number one, if they're in a safe, healthy learning environment, not in a hostile learning environment, but two, that they're not given misinformation that then uh, helps breed into them further inferiority complexes or this uh, this type of syndrome where People are Muslim at home, but then they're scared to be openly Muslim in their school, which is another issue that a lot of our young people uh, deal with in public school parents, systems. A lot of parents endorse that. I've heard Muslim parents, you know, 
tell their children to hide their Muslim identity at school. I mean, and that's a whole different conversation probably for a whole different podcast. And actually, we're going to talk on that a different podcast because that's a a serious issue. And then, you know, that's a major issue. And I'm not a parent, although I have learned from a Muslim psychiatrist who uh, works with young children. She said that, you know, a lot of the issues, and and she also works with us around anti-bullying. And she said, instead of asking your child um, how their day went, you know, because most kids will just say good, you know, they'll just like avoid you, I guess. But to ask, what was, you know, one or two things that went really well and one or two things that you didn't like. Yeah. And, you know, this will create a better conversation where they'll have to confront things that didn't work well. And that might be the way you learn, um, you know, that they may be uh, bullied at school. Yeah. I'd just like to add that um, in addition to, like, the the discriminatory texts that, that, that students are reading and things that other students might say to them, another way that Muslim youth, we've we've... Um, found that Muslim youth are facing discrimination and Islamophobia in school it has to do with the way that they're disciplined in school. Mm-hmm, absolutely. We, we find that, that Muslim Muslim boys specifically are disciplined at a harsher and higher rate than um, non-Muslim counterparts for the the, the same um, types of incidences. We had an incident that we were monitoring very closely last year in the city of Northville where an, a Muslim Arab student and a white student were engaged in exactly yeah. the same activity mm-hmm. and uh, exactly the together, basically. And they portrayed the Muslim as being the ringleader of this incident and put the Muslim student out of school, charged him with a felony that could have cost him 25 years in jail at 16 years old, and the Caucasian student ended up um, not even suspended. He was back in school. He faced no criminal consequences from this. And luckily, the um, the Muslim student had a very good attorney, took it to trial, was found not guilty. And But it came out at trial that, in fact, the Caucasian student was the ringleader and had been bullying the, the Muslim student. And that the whole incident was around this Muslim student being bullied. Mm-hmm. And the parents had complained repeatedly to the school about the bullying, and yet somehow the Muslim students are finding themselves expelled. And we had a similar incident this year in, that we're monitoring in Melvindale School District. And with that, um, those who are listening, and there may be some students who are listening as well, but um, if you know of any acts of bullying from students or administrative bullying or bullying that's coming from teachers, please don't hold it in. Uh, being silent is not the solution. Uh, please contact us at uh, Care Michigan. Uh, you can go to our website and, and file a complaint at cairmichigan.org or call us at our office for an intake. And uh, we will follow up uh, for you. And, you know, we're a professional organization and we have years of, of experience. And also, um, we have an anti- Muslim bullying uh, training, an anti-bullying training that uh, Sister uh, Aisha leads up, and we can come to your Islamic center as we have done at IGD in Rochester Hills and give training to uh, parents as well as students on how to more effectively deal with bullying in schools. And with that, um, please uh, follow us on Twitter, Care Michigan's on, on Twitter, C-A-I-R-M-I on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Facebook and follow our events at caremichigan.org and save the date March 17th, Sunday, for our annual banquet. May God's peace be with you. Assalamu alaikum.
Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.